What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our Keeping It Real Estate podcast. It's Sean. And Stephanie. And if this is your first time tuning in, go ahead and like and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a review as that attracts better guests in the future. And we sincerely appreciate your attention. We are back. Back in action. Back again. (laughs) Really singing. (laughs) Your two favorite real estate agents are back, and we are going to talk about today. Stephanie, what did we decide to talk about? Um, what to expect or what it entails, everything in between with inspections. Um, okay. Not many people know exactly what happens Like once they get their house under contract. What, what do we do next? What happens? Where do we yeah. go from here? You get this question all the time. So... Um, you just put a contract in on a house, you signed everything, you're super excited, like, boom, the house I will love is now under contract. So if you're speaking to the buyers, what are you telling them the next steps are? Um, obviously, congrats now that we're under contract. Um, we want to get our inspection scheduled. Every inspection that you want um, that was put in basically a, the agreement of sale that was agreed upon everybody by everybody. What? Um what we'll are all the inspections that they can get? Well, you can get a general home inspection. I'll list them and then we can talk about them. Um, so you have your general home inspection. These are just some of the main ones, you guys. You can get any inspection that you want as long as someone agrees to it, really. Um, you ins- inspect whatever. Um, so the main ones that we usually deal with are your general home inspection, your pest inspection, or WDI is what we also call it for wood-destroying insects. Um, you also have your radon inspection and then well and septic or another two um, if the home is if on a well. it's not on public right, wa- exactly. municipality water. Right. And then so you those could, are always, you know, here or there. And then you got a lead-based paint one that's yes. separate. Yep. And then any other inspection that you want. There's actually, in the Pennsylvania contracts anyhow, in the, in the very bottom, I think New York State's like this too. Yeah, but anyway, at the very bottom, it it gives you a blank place to elect an inspection, then write in whatever inspection that you really want. Right. So, like inspection on, I don't know, a water line if you wanted to, or an inspection anything. on a, I mean, really whatever. Whatever you want to write in there. Yeah. So, it's important to know what a general home inspection is. So that's the first one we see it all the time. Um, a general home inspection. They. Go in there, and if they see something that doesn't look right, they're going to note it and say contact a professional, basically. They're not going to tell you the exact thing that's wrong. They're just going to say, hey, this doesn't look right. You should contact a professional. That's what your general home inspection is going to give you. They're going to check what? The piping? Um, yeah, plumbing, electrical, structural, basically but everything in between. But but they're not a structural engineer either. Right, so exactly. So it's just based on findings that they find and then they want you to reach out to someone who's a professional in that type of work. So here's what we normally see is you elect to have the inspections, get them done, and then after the inspection of the home, uh, the general home inspection, um, you say that they they found something in the foundation that, hey, this crack doesn't look uh, right here. So at that point, you can contact a structural engineer to move forward uh, with the structural engineer that the structural engineer will come out and they'll say you know obviously it's another cost but you want to know what you're purchasing so what we're trying to say about the general home inspection is definitely get it I think it's good but 
you really want to dig into that with your realtor, uh, especially uh, your buyer. If you're a buyer's agent, you really want to dig into that to know what the inspector said, so you can know what to, uh, you know, get what what kind of other inspections that you can get after it. Yes. So the other good thing I was going to say was. Um, when you do get the inspection report, it's typically 30, um, like 30 to 35 pages long. Um, something else that's really cool about them is they put it into a form where it's your summary and then you have your maintenance and repair, which is kind of like long-term over the period of time. These are things that you're gonna have to repair, you know, just general maintenance of the house. It's not necessarily saying that something that, you know, make or break. And then they also have a defective summary and that is where your big things are that you want to go and get your quotes for um, mm -hmm. to find out what it is so that you can negotiate them out. So to generalize this again, a general home inspection is not a professional by any means in the field. They're just, I mean, obviously they're a professional home inspector, but if there's something wrong with the foundation, they'll notate it. Um, and you're going to want to get other inspections going forward, like have someone else come in that's actually a professional in that field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they know, hey, this has lead-based paint. You don't, you don't stop there. After the inspections are done, you either ask for an extension with the seller and say, hey, we'd actually like to look into this a little farther. This is what came back on the general home inspection. Now we're going to call a professional in that exact field to go forward here, right? Right. Yeah. Same thing with like um, roofs and your plumbing and your heating. All those main component components, you basically just find someone that... Specializes in Specializes that. That's yeah. the important thing to get. A lot of people say, well, I got a home inspection and everything, you know, we, we got past the home inspection. It, it, there were some defective things. We got some of it taken care of. But, you know, a home inspector, they're not, they don't always catch everything, right? Right. Yeah. So you just want to review that report pretty closely and know if they notate something, you're, you're going to want to call the professional in that field to really double check into it. Right. So what's after a, a general home inspection? What's next? What do you want to talk about? So basically after, I would just say that after you get these inspections, that... No, I was going wood destroying insect. Let's go down and break oh, them down. Okay. So well, wood destroying so insect, what is that? With your pests and your wood destroying insect, they're going to look for things um, like in wooden homes or even in basements and stuff like that or outside wood trim, you have like wood destroying insects, you have carpenterians, carpenter bees. So they're gonna look for things like termites. that. Termites. Termites, exactly. They're gonna look in attics, basements, um, cupboards, things like that for like mice, you know, rodents. Wood destroying <laughs> yeah. insects, termites are big too. So, and that's another thing. They'll, if they see it, they'll notate it. But again, if you're contacting like a, a big box company, like like Housemaster is one of them around here that we use a lot, the, if they see something, they'll basically put in the report, it says evidence of termites in past or present, contact professional. Right. I can't stress the importance of that because when you see that, that just doesn't say that, oh my God, there's termites everywhere or there's no termites at all. It says contact a professional for a reason because your inspector said, there may or may not be a problem. Get it figured out by somebody that knows what the heck they're doing, like Terminix in that case. Right. Same thing with like, um, I guess we could just use like going back to saying electrical or something. Like if there's an issue that's where they can't see, they're going to, they can't 
go tearing things down and you know what I mean taking roofs like there's things that they can't do they can only look so far into things mm -hmm. um, that's when you want to take it from there to look with someone else based on what they do find um, definitely because you can't just start tearing down a house to find every little thing wrong you right. know what I mean <laughs> yeah no. so well if it's not new construction you right know, you just never know so you always exactly. want to err on the side of caution there just get it, get it all done there's there's a reason why there's a 15-day contingency window period for inspections and there's also a reason why you can ask for extensions with your inspections you really want to know what you're buying yeah you know us as realtors we recommend you get the general home but again we're not professionals in this field either we just know who to refer you to as far as you know people getting that are good at done. what they're doing yeah. and getting the work done but you know it's up to you as the buyer to really be knowledgeable and know that it's it's might you might have to go further yeah absolutely so uh with destroying insects general home inspection what's next lead-based paint you already pretty much talked about and then if there's lead-based paint in your house for those of you that don't know what lead-based paint is it was in houses prior to 1978 so if your house was built before 1978 that you're purchasing it's probably a good idea to at least get it checked to see if there's anything present um they say that if you inhale or, or not inhale but eat some of the chipping the paint if it gets chipped and somehow you inhale it it's yeah, not good for you right exactly um, there's probably other concerns that that's what the main cause so after lead-based paint and it's not on so, municipal water or municipal sewer what's next radon we didn't talk about radon. Oh, okay what's radon so radon is a basically an invisible gas that comes up from the soil below your home um so beneath the foundation comes through the cracks of the rocks yes. and gets in you know especially exactly. in the laid stone foundation houses the older ones in the early 1900s there's you know the old farmhouses there's the, the gas leaks up through odorless colorless you can't see it you don't even know it's there but if they they say if you have high levels of it you get a headache right yeah and then After obviously extended periods of like years and like over you know what i mean 15 years something like that Again, we're That's not professionals really start, in the yeah. field, but we've been told by radon people that come in and install mitigation systems that basically radon's like a long-term, it has a yeah. long-term effect on you. Like if there's odorless gas seeping through your basement and it tests at one over the legal limit, which is four, right? Four, yeah. Um, that typically once it like makes it to other parts of the homes it kind of fuses out and it becomes lower than that mm -hmm. um, I've also heard that like sometimes it doesn't affect you unless you're like locked in a house all windows shut You know what I mean? And like locked escaped. down. Yeah, exactly. Or you're just like laying on your stone foundation in the right. basement and just inhaling yeah. the air straight from the soil every minute. Yeah So I think what did he say? It was like equivalent to smoking like two packs of cigarettes or something a day uh, if it's really high it's just like long-term effects yeah like two packs of cigarettes a day for like at least like i said like 10 to 15 years like that's when it would finally affect you you Don't know what i mean smoke cigarettes they're bad for you <laughs> <laughs> um so uh let's back up odor radon is an odorless gas that um comes it's, it's everywhere i mean yeah it comes up from the soil can get into your house um so you get a radon test but i think that costs like 75 to 125 dollars i think don't quote me on that every market is different and they set a radon test box and usually in the basement or on the first floor and it tests the radon they, they say to, they say leave the windows shut don't open you know a lot of the doors and they'll the 
inspectors will come back and get it within three days, and then at three days it gives a reading. If it's higher than, in, we're in the United States anyhow, it's, if it's higher than 4.0, um, P-I-C-L, I think that's how they read it. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But if it's higher than that, that means it's, they say it's hazardous. It could be potentially. It's like above the EPA standards or whatever. So you're going to want to get it mitigated. So what's next to mitigate a radon? How much does that cost typically and what's it entailed? So typically with radon, um, anywhere from low end, we'll say 900, high end, um, I mean, even up to like three grand. Any Depends. 26, 27 in there or so, um, which isn't horrible. Basically what they do is they will take a hole in the cement of the basement and run the pipe. drill a hole in the cement of the basement? Yes. Well, whatever the floor is, if it's dirt, it goes down and through the floor and then it goes all the way outside and up past the roof of the house. Like, what are you talking about? They drill a hole and then what goes in the hole? PVC pipe? Is that what you mean? Yeah, basically like the sewer line piping, the white piping is what they use. There's nothing special for it. You have no idea. It's nothing special. There's a fan that's attached to it once it exits the house and then it goes up past the roof, um, typically at least like 10 feet past the roof so that it doesn't make its way back inside. So they drill a hole, they put a PVC pipe in there. I think it's like a three, four inch pipe. Pretty, it's pretty large. And what it does is it sucks because they attach a fan to this PVC system and it goes in in the bottom of your uh, ground in your basement through some piping out the house and then above your house and then in that piping somewhere there's a powerful fan that constantly sucks the gases or whatever is underneath your foundation out through this pipe and gets it out of the house and mitigates it to above the house basically so they say that's the radon mitigation system and they could cost anywhere from uh, 900 to $3,000 yeah that's a typical way of doing it the reason why it may cost more than that is if you have like a crawl space that is just like a dirt crawl space and they put like plastic protective barriers which can cost more just so that it keeps that in the soil and it's not like getting out anywhere else so that's where the fees may differ if it's not just like straight from the ground out they got a kind of Right. Keep things, you know what I mean? And they're taught, and you know, the old, what you're saying is like the older farmhouses that may have just dirt foundations, like nothing down there. Sometimes that would require more because it's hard to pinpoint where the gas is coming from. Right. That or like. The vapor barrier there. Yeah. That or like where it's like half foundation, half crawl space where there's not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just dirt there. Um, so so yeah. to be on the safe side. You know, we always say this, all our clients know this, is you just, you get everything checked, you know. Yeah. It's the safest way to buy a house. Um, get your inspections, get the general home, get the lead-based paint, get the um, radon tested. If you're on a well and a septic, which we'll talk about soon, you get that tested. I mean, I think all in, if to get all the inspections, general, all general inspections, you're like 800 bucks, right? If you get everything, eight like to 900 bucks. Like well and septic, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say for every, like if you were to just get every inspection that we just talked about plus the well and septic, yeah. Yep, and there's big box companies, like I said, Housemaster is one of them that does these and you can schedule, they do everything in one shot, do it in three to four hours at the house and you get all your tests back within three or four days. And then when you get the tests back, you review them with your realtor and your realtors, you know, pick some things out, but it's up to you as the buyer to look, because like I said, we're not professionals either. 
We just kind of right. say, hey, this doesn't look right, and maybe even have dad, mom, somebody review it, friend that's a contractor, go down through it with you to see what other, if you want to go further and have a professional in that field check into it more. Right. Like, we can just recommend, but it's ultimately, ultimately you buying the house, so it's really whatever you want to propose and check into. Exactly. To make you feel comfortable, you know what I mean? So let's talk about, we got radon, we got talked about lead-based paint, we talked about a general home inspection. Let's talk about um, if it's not public water and I'm buying a house on a well, what um, inspections are available to me? Um, so you're going to want to basically check um, to make sure that there isn't any... Um, Bacteria in the well, like chloroform, um, nitrates, nitrites, anything like that. So, so they're going to check that. They're going to make sure that there isn't anything there. If perhaps there is, that's when you're going to... Um, you probably, they there's like a chlorination process or something that takes place with the well that you get contact a professional to do or something. Is that where you're going with that? Right, exactly, yeah. Someone would come out and take care of that so that when you do a retest, everything passes in the proper way. Right. So another thing that you can check for on a well is what's very important is a well flow test. Yes. They say above, I believe it's above three or four gallons per minute is yeah. what you ideally is like the lower end. Uh, anything above that's good. Right. So that tests how much, basically they'll go in there and they'll turn all the sink knobs on and they'll see how much, you know, gallons per minute your well is producing and they measure it in a weird way, whatever they do. But it t they give you a number like, hey, this is how many gallons per minute your well is producing. That's important to know because if you buy a house and it's underproducing, you know, that, that could affect everything. Right. Yeah. So well flow test, big. Um, just so you know, this is a different podcast, but FHA loans and VA, or VA loans and USDA loans, which are government loans, um, they're going to require the wells be tested because they're going to want them free of any bacteria. And that's what Stephanie was talking about. Um, what kind of bacteria could be in a well, like coliform, E. coli. Yeah. And they want the, the nitrates. nitrates, nitrites. They want everything tested. And that's uh, that's actually something that's going to be mandatory with um, most. I can't speak for any lenders, but a lot of them we deal with, it's mandatory to get that ch the well checked because it's got to be free of any bacteria. Right. Exactly. So well flow and well bacteria testing. That's what you can do with the wells. Yes. Um, uh, and, and, then. and that's just general, like, right? Like, like we keep saying, that's just a general inspection. There's obviously well people that you could probably call to come out and check, check into it further. Whatever, yeah, really. Yeah. Inspect it fully. Um, and then you have your septic. The shit. So, yeah. So you check can have your, um, you can basically elect to have your septic um, pumped and inspected to look at make sure everything's good and it's taken care of um, it really depends also on like when the last time the people the current owners have done it because I mean if they just did it two months ago I mean by all means you can do it but you could also save yeah. money too if you don't you know what I mean? what's popular in our area is like a thousand gallon concrete tanks they were installed in like the 70s to throughout like the 90s I believe before they moved to like the newer systems but like are there a thousand gallon concrete tank that's like three feet below the ground surface and that's where all your poopy goes. <laughs> Ew, it's disgusting. <laughs> but anyhow, to get it checked to septic, what's popular is what's called the septic dye test. Yeah. And they basically flush some dye in the toilets and see where it comes out. If it if there's any, it's like a purple dye, I think. Some of them are different colors. but And then they'll flush the toilets and they'll go outside to make sure 
it's you know, not, like, leaking, not leaking yeah. like yeah there's no leaks in the system because if there was they would see that die yeah it'd come up in the one thing pro tip by the way when you're getting uh if you're buying a house with a septic and you're getting the dye test done um we've learned from the inspectors that have the if if if, if possible have the tank exposed and um have like if the tank lid's there have, like have it off have it so they can look in the tank and see what's going on in there because the dye test is the dye test but sometimes there's un other underlying problems so if po if at all possible have that septic tank exposed and be you know have them be able to look in it around it and see you know check it out a little more but again that's just a general thing that they do so if you want to if you find something or you think the septic needs to be checked into it further, I would honestly call somebody that installs septics to check the whole system out. I don't know how much that would cost, but these are things you need to keep in mind when you're buying a house. Right, I would also say something that's important is um, in New York, I'm just gonna go with this, in New York when you have, um, if you choose to have your septic taken a look at and inspected and everything, um, in the way the verbiage is, is that the seller would basically make sure that it's uncovered and, or it's dug up or it's, you know what I mean, it's available so that you don't want to get to the inspection day. They go out to pump and inspect the septic and it's buried, you know what I mean, right. if 10 feet under. If your septic is dug and you know <laughs> yeah. that or, you know, it's, it's underground and you can't like literally go out in your backyard or side yard, wherever it is, front yard, and find a cap to it right? and they have to dig for it. That costs more money, right? Yeah. They, I think it's upwards of if you want to pump and inspect of a regular one, like they literally pump it out and then inspect it while they have it open, I think it's a little over $200 in our area anyhow. Right. But if you need it dug and then pumped and inspect to expose it, like literally go two feet down and excavate the septic out, right? that costs close to $600, $700. Yeah. Because they're going to have to bring an excavator out there to dig it, find it, locate it then pump and inspect it. So yeah, that's just a good thing to keep in mind that when you choose inspections, if you're choosing a septic inspection, typically it is on the seller. Um, so it's just a path that we'll wanna cross when we get there. Make sure that we're, you know, as you would say, dot our T's and cross our I's. <laughs> I always do it backwards. Yeah. So if you're a seller thinking about selling your house, listening to this, you're gonna wanna locate that septic. If it has to be dug, just make sure it's exposed. And if you're a buyer listening to this, you um, just know what you can get. Know your, now that you know what's possible for inspections, what you can get. And then, you know, if there's an underlying issue, go even farther. Contact people that install septics and yeah. go from there. Yep. So yep. what else? We got house inspection. We got radon. We got lead-based paint. We got wood-destroying insects. And now we got septic and well. Is yeah, those are like the main ones. I mean, I know in PA you can check for flood, um, property flood if they're. If I recommend it has. always checking that. I yeah, I mean I do typically Unless just you're on, because. Like, a huge hill. Yeah, because even if it says that it's not, you never know. Maybe when they do title and stuff like that, they come across that some this portion of it flood is, insurance. and it, yeah, it's like five thousand. Who no, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah. so if you if you're really you know thinking about not wanting a house in a flood zone, even if it isn't on a hill, check it. I think it costs like 10 bucks to yeah. check to make sure it's not in the flood zone. By the way, if you check mark and elect that as a contingency and you find out it's in a flood zone, you're, you could still ask for your escrow money back right. and get you know back out of the deal because now you found out it was a flood zone I don't want it anymore. Yeah. If that inspection contingency is not checked, checking for a property and flood, you 
might not be getting your escrow money back. Yeah. So that's Same important. Thing. Yeah. The other thing, um, like deed restrictions and zoning and stuff. That's like another if you're one. Buying land or something. Um, sometimes I check it even to begin with, just so because if something happens, you know. Like what do you, what do you mean by deed restriction? So um, I'm buying raw vacant land right. and. Some people restrict what you can put. Like I know a big thing is depending on where the land is. Some people restrict not putting like manufactured homes or things like that on it if it's like in a developmental area or like no fences or none of this or yeah there's certain the things that you can and can't do that basically allows you to review the deed and the restrictions on it before right. you agree to purchase it you know it's, it's just another extra thing that you can do yeah. um just to double just to double check yourself right exactly check yourself and i mean really anything that you could physically think of that you would want to inspect that's not standard on the form you can ask for there's a literally a spot that's yeah. blank and it says elect here and you sign or you initial and then whatever inspection you're looking to do you write in there right so it leaves it open and that's like no it's not it doesn't happen often but if you really want to check everything like there's no right or wrong inspection like you can write whatever you want in there and get it and that's very important to know yeah i was trying to think of one time i remember we had one that we elected something different and i can't remember what it was for though no i, get, I think it was for land or something but yeah hmm. and it was just to make sure you know everything's good yep so so that's all the inspections right or yeah i mean that's in the contract yes like i said you can get whatever you want so important takeaways from this podcast episode, um, whether you're a buyer or seller, just know, well, just know what you can get inspected, what is popular and you know, there's no, there's no like, um, there's nothing in there that says you can't get anything done because the bottom right. allows you to write whatever you want in there. Right. The big thing is just if the seller will agree to it or not so so when you put in your offer it's contingent upon all these inspections so say you offer the it, the house is listed for 200,000 and you offer 180 but it's contingent upon all these inspections obviously to a seller that's not that doesn't look um, like a, a an attractive offer 20,000 less than list price and I got to go through all these inspection contingencies right um, but as a buyer if I'm representing the buyer as the buyer's agent, and e even if I was a dual agent, you, you still need, if I was a buyer buying this house, I would want all those inspections as too, right? Why right, not? Absolutely. You got to know yeah. what you're purchasing. And I completely agree with that. I, I would understand it too. And I mean, that's the thing. Some sellers do, some sellers don't. It's just... So, you know, hopefully this episode has helped open your mind to what inspections are because you know they're really important if you're investing 30 years into a note and um you know one of the largest investments of your life you want to know what you're buying so um get your home inspections and if you have any other questions leave us a comment here and if you have another podcast episode that maybe another frequently asked question that we miss let us know and um we'll use your feedback and for future episodes sound good sounds good see All you right. guys later take care guys thank you so much for tuning into our keeping it real estate podcast if this free content is giving you a ton of value i just we just want to ask a small favor in return 
pull out your pointer finger and hit that subscribe button. The more subscribers that we have, the more and better guests that are attracted to the show. And as always, leave us a review if uh, it's doing the same thing for you as well. Also, if you haven't found us on all of our social links for all kinds of free real estate content, including 4K video walkthroughs of homes and other popular community connects, please visit our website at theshaunanthonyteam.com to get connected with us. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening, and let's get out there and crush it together. We'll see you around.